0: to wrestling with problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform, so give me a like, follow, and request, and I will most likely give you one in return. Also, like King David Comedy, that's coming with a K on most major social media platforms as well, as thinking about comedy shows, see some jokes, and some other stuff. I appreciate all of your support. <clears throat> and we're here to talk what else but wrestling and problems we got Hell in a Cell to discuss. we got some Joy Ryan stuff to discuss. Just for FYI, the Joy Ryan stuff classifies as a problem. we got some information about the PWI Women's Top 100 as well. So we got some good stuff and some bad stuff to discuss in the world of wrestling. I guess I'll start off with something a little bit different. We don't really discuss much in the way of New Japan on this show lately, mainly because... Uh, once they took new Japan off of access, I stopped having access to it. I could watch it on uh new Japan world if I wanted to you know, pay for another streaming service, but I do not. Now I don't really have a lot more time to dedicate to wrestling at the moment anyway. So that's a thumbs down currently as much as I like new Japan. I don't want to feel like paying extra for it and di- dedicating extra time. It's like too many extra steps, but I'm going to discuss it anyway. Uh, I do want to discuss the G1 Climax 30 final results. So, uh, if you have had a chance to follow it, uh, they did have Suzuki Gun defeat Chaos, uh, Tai Chi, Zagze Virginia, El Desperado, and Duque versus uh, Ruke, Gotu, Tomohiro, Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Toru Yano. So, uh, congratulations to them. Well, also, uh, Los Nabos. The Japan defeated Suzuki Gun as well, so uh, that was a uh, nice victory for them. I might get some of the names wrong because since I've been watching, I've, my Japanese has got a little bit rusty. I used to be very, very good with Japanese names, and I went to college Japanese people. I still can get most of them really good, but like uh, if I take enough time to focus on it. But when I try to speed it up, and it's a name I'm not as familiar with, I. White messed it up for again, so I apologize in advance for anybody's name I get wrong. Uh, Bullet Club lost the match. This particular uh, team was Jay White, Kenta, Taiji, Ishimori, and Ghetto uh, versus uh, they lost to Hiroshi, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Jeff Cobb, and Master Watto. Uh So, that happened. They also had the Empire, which was Will Ospreay and Great Okan defeated Chaos. Kazuke Chida, Okada as well as Sho. And a few more results for you too as well. Uh Bullet Club, Evil and Yojiro Takahashi defeated uh Los Ingobernables, the Japan. This was uh Tetsuya Naito as well as Bushi. Uh and we got a few more and a few more things to get also. Uh the main of it, the main thing, the main reason you go to the G1 Climax uh, finale, you had Kota Ibushi versus Sonata. Uh, this is the third time in a row that Kota Ibushi has been in the G1 final. He actually won the tournament last year, and he won it again this year. Uh, this was Sonata's first time making it that far. Uh, the Kota Ibushi is a back-to-back winner of the G1 Climax tournament, so congratulations to him. This was the 30th edition of it. So, great job by him. Uh, He's only the third wrestler ever to win it two years in a row. The previous winners were Hiroyoshi Tenzin and Masahiro Chono. Actually, I did not know Masahiro Chono had previously won G1 Climax two years in a row. I mostly knew Masahiro Chono as a jobber from WCW back in the late 90s. So, I did not realize he had reached quite that level of success. (laughs) Like I said, I, I actually first had a chance to watch New Japan wrestling in the late nineties. Uh obviously, you know, uh New Japan would sort of do these like uh events with the WCW in the in the early to mid nineties. So I'm not counting those as New Japan events. I'm talking about actual regular New Japan events. Uh as I mentioned on the show before I went to Salem Teko University, which was a small West Virginia College that had been bought by uh, Takeo University, like one of the largest universities in Japan. They did have a Japanese uh, food store that also offered some uh, video tapes that you could rent. So I got to watch a lot of New Japan. Once I discovered that they had it, I got to watch some All Japan too, which was uh, weird because I started watching All Japan. And I was like, wow, wrestlers don't have to be in good shape to actually have good matches because I saw a lot of Stan Hansen and Abdullah the Butcher and Giant Baba and Wrestlers who I never would have thought would have been entertaining in matches just by looking at them, but they put on some very, very entertaining matches. All Japan. That was one of my saddest things when I realized I'd watched ran out of like uh, New Japan and All Japan tapes to watch. <laughs> that was very, very sad for me. Anyway, back to the uh, uh, New Japan in the modern uh, modern era. Uh, congratulations to Kota Ibushi. Uh, he's really deserving. He's one of the really fun guys watching wrestling. I was actually. Kinda of surprised that he didn't sign uh, with uh, WWE, but all things considered, it looks now it looks like he probably made the better decision. <laughs> I see thought maybe he'd sign with AEW too, but again, I guess he made probably the better decision. If you win the G1 Climax, there's not much, there's not many things bigger in world wrestling you can do than that. Obviously, I guess the the thing off the top of my head that might be better than winning that is uh, main eventing WrestleMania. Or maybe main eventing uh, and winning, winning the uh, IWGP title in New Japan on the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show. Those would probably be the things that would be bigger than winning the G1, G1 Climax overall. But like I said, G1, G1 Climax is pr- probably on my uh, route, Mount Rushmore of uh, things to do if you if you win it. You know, like obviously, uh, probably winning uh, one of the winning WWE title at WrestleMania is probably at the top. Uh, Real Rumble is very, very near the top, uh, winning that, um, winning Money in the Bank very high, uh, winning G1 Climax. So looking at those various accomplishments, I could, I could make a strong argument for G1 Climax being in the number two or three slot. So actually, that might be something for a future show, too, by the way. Maybe in the future, I'll come up with my list of top things you can do in wrestling, you know, like winning different cards and different matches and titles and whatnot, so actually I might put a pin in that and table that for later. Anyway, once again, congratulations to Horobushi for winning She one Climax, the 30th edition. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, we are going to discuss The Hell in a Cell. They got a s- stacked card looking like I can barely contain myself with all these matches on it. There's literally three matches listed right now officially. Uh, (laughs) But don't don't get me wrong. The three matches listed I am looking forward to. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, although we've seen that match before. Hell in a Cell still should be a good match. Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Hell in a Cell. That should be a good match as well. And uh, Roman Reigns with Paul Hammond versus Jey Uso. And I quit Hell in a Cell match which is something new and unique even though we just saw the match. Last pay-per-view I quit a Cell has never really been done before, so that should be interesting. Let's see what they do with that. Anyway, we'll, we'll save my predictions for that for the end of the show today. I'm going to get into some of the other things that I want to talk about in real wrestling before I uh, move on to that. Uh, first, I want to go with uh, the uh, Bailey Tops PWI Women's Top 100. And I do want to thank SC Scoops for providing a lot of information I'm using today. I don't think I have, off the top of my head, I don't think I'm using many other links other than the uh, Wikipedia page for the hell and Sale card. But most of the things I will be discussing for uh, are SC Scoops articles this week. So uh, I want to thank them for providing some of the information I use for the show. Uh, they actually do have an article entitled Bailey Tough PWI Women's Top 100. Uh, this is by Ian Carey, by the way. So you can go to SC Scoops' site to check that out any rate, uh, they actually did do the cover for uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, they put uh, Bailey number one, and against uh, Sasha Banks, number five, on the cover. Uh, Bailey did have some interesting comments regarding that. She posted on her Twitter account at It's Bayley WWE. Now, if only I got the cover all to myself. The Bailey Bration, 500 Days of Bailey, the year of Bailey. it just keeps getting better with the little... Uh, Emoji next to it a little smirking sort of emoji. Uh, she did retweet, uh, at official PWIs tweet about it. Congratulations to it's Bailey WWE for ranking number one in this year's women's PWI women's 100 pre-order your print copy of this exciting issue at women's dash 100.com. So, uh, by the way, something I just noticed because uh, on the on the top picture of the link, they sort of cropped out the top of the very very top of the cover. On the picture that they show uh, on the SE SC Scoops link originally, it shows Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and it just has you know number one Bailey's, number five Sasha. That's the way it's cropped on this article. But then when I go and I you look, it's a little bit uh, larger cover if you actually t- click on the tweet. It's a full, you know, full cover. So you get to see actually uh, number two, Becky Lynch, number three, Asuka, number four, Charlotte Flair. So, you know, interesting. They changed it up just a little bit uh, for the top five spots. I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit of review in a second, comparing this year's top five to next year, last year's top ten. But just looking at the cover, in addition to that, <laughs> at the top of the list, like, above the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, like, some sort of weird uh, above-the-headline thing, it says Eric Young, Norris Cassidy, and A.J. Gray. So, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. You have the the women's top 100 list, and then on the very, very top, you have Eric Young, Norris Cassidy, and A.J. Gray. Uh, but, anyway, like I said, definitely check out Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I must say, I'm not 100% sure who AJ Gray is off the top of my head. <laughs> I know AJ Gray is a wrestler, but I'm not 100% sure who that is. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I just googled AJ Gray. There's some uncomfortable stuff here. <laughs> so, uh, oh my. Uh, but AJ Gray grows by at Rich Homie's, at Rich Homie Juice on Twitter. I'm sure I've probably seen him before. Okay, now, like I said, now he looks vaguely familiar. He is a... Uh, definitely had some uh, inappropriate things he posted previously when he was younger. But at any rate... uh I'm not going to get into that too much. Like I said, I I actually want to, if I do discuss him on the show, I want to be able to discuss him a little bit. Since I'm not that familiar with him, I don't want to get into it a little bit too much right now. Maybe in a few episodes, we'll we'll get back to this. Anyway, congratulations to Bailey. And again, let me reiterate, this year's top five is uh, Bailey, number one, Becky Lynch, number two, Asuka, number three, Charlotte Flair, number four, and Sasha Banks, number five. You compare that to last Usual uh, list. You've had a little bit of a turnover uh, as far as the top five, but some of the names are the same. You had Becky Lynch number one, Charlotte Flair number two, Ronda Rousey number three, Tina Baszler number four, Tessa Blanchard number five, B- B- Bailey six, Natalia seven, Io Shirai eight, Merced- Mercedes Martinez number nine, and Nicole Savoy number ten. So, uh, congratulations to her. Uh, oh, yeah, here's another interesting look. If you want to look at some of the uh, top-rate women's wrestlers in the PWI rankings going back to 2008, Awesome Kong, 2008, 2009, Mickey James, 2010, Michelle McCool, 2011, Madison Eagles. I'm going to be honest, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Just being honest. 2012, Gail Kim. 2013, cheerleader Melissa. Seems familiar, but I don't know her off the top of my head. 2014 Paige, 2015 Nikki, Nikki Bella, 2016 Charlotte, 2017 Oscar, 2018 Ronda Rousey, 2019 Becky Lynch, and again 2020 Bailey. So she did recently speak to SI. I'm not going to get into that moment, but I do do want to congratulate her. Uh, great job. She's actually she's actually done a good job, a much better job transitioning from the long term face she was to the hill that she's been. Uh, it took a while, I think, for her to get the adjustment going, but I think particularly with the feud with Sasha Banks, that's really got her, uh, got her on the correct track for what her character should be. Um, I'm trying to, like I said, trying to think, uh, there was a lot of comments on her hair very early when she made the heel turn, (laughs) which is kind of a weird thing to be focused on. But I'll be honest, I hated her hair too. I try not to spend too much time talking about it, but I was on a list of people too that hated her hair. You really, you really uh, shouldn't be that focused on somebody's uh, hair, but especially when they have a dramatic heel turn and they do the dramatic change of the hair and everything else all together. I kind of understand why it was such a huge change for everybody that she was, made these multiple drastic changes at the same time. Anyway, like I said, she's – I can't uh, argue too much with the list of the top five other than Becky Lynch has been gone most of the year. So she's still ranked number two The fight this fact. She went on uh, uh, pregnancy leave uh, back in – I guess that would have been April. It had been late March, early April. That's when Oscar ended up winning the money in the bank whenever WrestleMania is. I can't remember if WrestleMania was late March or early April this year, but for somebody that's been gone most of the year for to still be ranked number two, that also shows you how, you know, how important her run was, you know, last year leading into earlier this year. Oscar's been doing great things, both, you know, in ring and matches. Uh, They finally... Figured out how to use her personality properly and let it translate on screen, letting her be herself. I think a little bit more, as well as putting her on great matches, and they've even had her, you know, doing some color commentary on the at the booth, and that's worked very, very well. Even though a lot of times she does speak uh, Japanese, and she's really, really uh, having it translate well to the American audience. For me, somebody that's that's not somebody I, I, something I have a problem with, even though I don't speak Japanese, although I am. Halfway decent at pronouncing Japanese names most of the time, especially when I don't have an excessively long list of them to go over all at once. <laughs> when I haven't been uh, deeply ingrained in discussing Japanese people's names for a while, but uh, but yeah, like I said, Bailey number one, Becky Lynch number two, Asuka number three. I might I, I probably would uh I probably would switch the list based on these top five. I would probably leave Bailey number one, switch Oscar to number two. I probably would put Sasha Banks number three and then put Charlotte four and Becky uh five. Just just due to the absences of Charlotte and Becky. I'm kinda surprised though, like uh I guess even though I'm comparing a top five list to a top ten list, but there's like basically no impact, no NXT, no AEW women on the list at all. So, I mean AEW's women's uh division has been gotten some criticism, but there is some talent there. It's not like it's completely barren, so I, I figured somebody should have made the list. I think that's uh in addition to just the uh the uh the criticism of AEW women's division, I think part of it has to do with the booking of the talent as well because uh, it's kind of weird. Some of the women that get some of the more prominent attention aren't necessarily the women in the title picture. One of the better feuds on the brand has been Big Swole versus, uh, uh, versus uh, Britt Baker, but neither of them are currently directly, we currently or recently in the title picture, so that kind of, I think, kind of screwed things up a little bit for them. If you would like, sort of elevated one or the other to the title picture after that, I think that probably would have helped. But I consider that a huge mistake on their part not doing that. Uh, they did have Big Swole in a you know a little bit more of a prominent match this uh, this past week, but I think they need to do a better job as far as you know uh, booking the women in a more prominent position for the title. And I think problem, part of the problem they had is COVID kind of interrupted uh, Nyla Rose's uh, ra- uh, title reign. And then they haven't really done much with the other two title holders, I don't think, either. So, I mean, they put on some good matches, but there's not much in the way of angles for them, not much in the way of like interviews for them, et cetera, et cetera. So that's definitely a change they need to adapt to if they really want to get their women's division going. It's also kind of big, kind of weird, like Brandy Rhodes is, I guess, technically considered part of the women's division. But they don't really incorporate her in the angles as far as the division goes. They did do a little booking with her and uh, her tag team partner, but that was for the tournament as opposed to the, the singles title. So if they want to get somebody, you know, with some some mic skills and that ability out there, they need to do something with Brandy Rose, and I think it will probably help too. They don't. I'm not even saying you need to put the title on her, but they can involve her prominently within the division to make it uh, seem more important. I think that would help. Anyway, uh, coming up, we're going to discuss the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view as well as Joy Ryan's latest lawsuit. I'm just going to say preemptively, yuck. (laughs) Anyway, you are listening to Wrestling Problems. We'll be back in just a bit. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation
2: Worldwide.
1: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Fred Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Nito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger, Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more.
2: the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
0: Wow, that was fast. Welcome back to Wrestling With Problems. I'm your host, King David Lane. That's King David Lane on just about every social media platform. give me a like, follow, quest, and I'll give you a return. And we're here to talk what else but wrestling and problems. And first, after the break, we're talking a hey, problem. We've discussed uh, this idiot on the show a lot of times. Uh, Jory Ryan was, uh, has been suing a lot. He's su- sued a number of his accusers. He's now suing Impact Wrestling for $10 million.
1: Uh,
0: according to PW, uh, PW Insider as well as SEScoots.com, uh, he stated Impact failed to live up to their side of a contract which committed to him until 2021. He is seeking 10 million. The lawsuit was filed in Nashville. Uh, he also had previously talked about suing them in a YouTube video in July. Uh, here are some of the reasons, uh, according to PW Insider, that he could have been uh, released from Impact. <coughs> Wrestler commits any act with the promoter with Promoter believes, actually it says with, but I believe it says which, in its reasonable business judgment would damage wrestlers or promoters' reputation. A wrestler commits any act other than in character in accordance with direction provided by wrestler by promoter's creative team, which places or could place wrestler or promoter or any of its affiliates in a patently negative light, or any instance of a violation for which wrestlers already received a warning, reprimand, notification there, are provided, however, that in case of breach under paragraphs, a, B, F, G, H. Obviously, I'm not going to read all those paragraphs, by the way. <laughs> Promoter should wrestler with written notice of breach and five day cure period. There is a section I that implies impact needed to give him a written notice and time to defend himself if they felt a breach. Sections G or H. And Ryan also noted in the YouTube video in July, he didn't feel the company could fire him for allegations before he signed with the company as well. So he has denied the allegations. He is guilty of any of the allegations against him. And these are his quotes. "I I have never had sex with a woman without her consent. I've never acted criminally towards a woman, and I have never acted criminally with sex. And unlike these allegations, I have actual evidence that can show you that. I'm not quite sure whatever that you could show of that. You can't really prove a negative, but okay. Uh, by the way, uh, he is entitled to his ty- day in court if he should receive any criminal charges. Uh, I want to say all of these are allegations, and he's only been accused of things. So you know, just to clear us legally. <clears throat> anyway, the lawsuit was filed in Nashville on September 15th, which is my birthday, by the way. <clears throat> Not related to anything, but I just like to shamelessly self-promote sometimes. Mm. Mm. Speaking of shameless self-promotion, every Wednesday night, Deep Forms Comedy Theater in the Middle Beach section of Gary, Indiana. Uh, Comedy is back. We took a long break due to the coronavirus situation and COVID. You can now come back and have less in Northwest Indiana every Wednesday night. Come check it out. Uh, That's Deep Performance Comedy Theater, 5 Minutes South Lake Street in the Middle Beach section of Gary, Indiana. Again, admission is free. they do have, you know, food and drinks available. So you buy something help support us, but it's free to get in the door. And by the way, we do have, uh, we have removed some of the seating so you can more uh, comfortably socially distance, uh, you know, from anybody who, who you're not, you know, don't normally come with. So if you want to take your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, you know, just want to go with some friends, you guys can all separate together within the room and we will be totally cool with that and we will appreciate you know if you wear your mask as well uh although there is enough space where you know if, if you want to separate and just want to social distance that's fine too we're not requiring it even though we do heavily recommend it and i will be wearing mine so uh just i don't want anybody to be surprised uh but there's there's not a requirement there is a definitely a recommendation though however at any rate, if, you want to, if you're a comedian or you just want to watch, you're welcome to come check it out. Anyway, back to the Joey Ryan allegations uh, and his lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed in Nashville on September 15th. Impact was technically not served until September 24th. So uh, we'll see how that goes. If we have any updates as far as the lawsuit goes one way or the other, we will try to provide you with the information. Anyway, I guess now we'll get back into some wrestling. Now that I uh, got that unpleasantness off my uh, off my chest and off my brain, because you know, on one hand, I don't really want to discuss it, but on the other hand, I feel like we should discuss it. It's kind of a balancing act to do. But uh, anyway, let's get back to some Hell in a Cell action. Uh, they don't really have a lot. Listed. I'm sure with this being, uh, that's the one disadvantage since we've moved the show to Monday. It used to be we might have like uh, just the SmackDown as the go home show until, but now we have a, a go home Raw and a go uh, go home SmackDown. So there's a couple different messages that usually tend to be added now. I don't have a full card lineup and I probably won't have it before. So if we do get some more ma- matches announced, I will probably just. Uh, my predictions out on my Twitter account at King David Lane, and I will probably retweet it on the VLC Nation account, but you should definitely be following both of those. But anyway, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make my predictions for Hell in a Cell. Obviously, I don't have any codes available with me, so there won't be a lot of back and forth on this. I actually will uh, try to go into a little bit more depth and discuss some of the, uh, what I think might happen with this. But anyway, let's go ahead and go on. First, we got uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks having a cell match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, on the one hand, Bailey's had a nice long run with the, with the belt. She's done a good job uh, with it, so makes you wonder if they'll take it off of her. On the other hand, they've done a good job building up this feud between uh, Bailey and Sasha. They are both two of the uh, uh, four horsewomen who were originally in NXT together. Despite the angle, I'm sure they're, you know, continue to be, uh, you know, good friends and whatnot. I'm tempted to say Sasha Banks takes the title from her just because bailey has been, you know, abusing her and doing so bad, so this will be the ultimate way for her to sort of get her revenge. The only problem with that is, I know, like, they seem to never want to give Sasha bay a long title run. <laughs> <laughs> they very well could let her win the match and then have her lose it immediately on SmackDown <laughs> the, the, the next week. Hell, they could 24-7 title her or something, just have her, somebody pin her in the middle of the week for all I know, but, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb, see, I do think that Sasha Banks uh, does get her revenge and take the title back from her. Uh, and then we see a uh, c- crying uh, Bailey, like a pet petulant child, pissed off after the match is over. So that's that's the way I see this going. I see Sasha Banks victorious and Bailey crying and pissed off afterwards. So. And then she'll sort of go on a sort of revenge tour, you know, afterwards, trying to get her back in. That's how I see that going. Uh, Next, we got a Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship. This is actually a little bit harder for me to predict. Uh, Drew McIntyre, the champion, versus Randy Orton. Uh, Drew McIntyre's already gotten some victories over Randy Orton. There's rumors that they want to give Randy Orton a title and then have that lead into a feud with Edge leading to WrestleMania. So that makes me think maybe that Randy Orton can pull off a victory. On the other hand, you know, Randy Orton is a little bit... He's not old, but he's a little bit older. He's still got, you know, a few good years probably left in the tank anyway. Drew McIntyre's a little bit younger than him. So do they want to continue to ride the Drew McIntyre train? Or with Raw's rating sort of near historic lows, do they want to try to just, you know, go back to play in the hits or... Go some, go somewhere where we'll go back to like a, a little bit of a you know previous era and see if that helps. So just thinking about thoughts in my head, I'm thinking Randy Orton go ahead and takes the title when they do try to you know lead into an Edge versus Randy Orton feud around WrestleMania time, assuming an Edge will be available to wrestle back then. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Randy Orton does pull off the win and takes the belt from Drew McIntyre. Especially since uh, Drew McIntyre has already beaten him before, so I think this would be the time to go the other direction. I think that's what they're going to do. Last but not least, in the trilogy of matches here, we got Roman Reigns, the champion, with Paul Heyman versus Jay Utho, his cousin, his little cousin, little young cousin. They got the tribal chief, self-proclaimed by the way, Versus the guy that always felt like the little cousin, even though he's only a few minutes younger than his older brother, Jimmy. He's roughly the same age as Roman Reigns. A little bit a little bit younger than him too, but just barely. You know, there's I did not realize how close in age all these guys were until they started doing this angle. That they grew up you know, playing the same football teams and all sorts of stuff. So they're more or less almost the same age. I don't see any way in hell that Jay Uso gets Roman Reigns to say I quit. It doesn't make sense for the company. It doesn't make sense for the Universal Championship or the title pitcher. It doesn't make sense that Jay is, who's primarily been a uh tag team wrestler almost his whole career until very, very recently that he would beat Roman Reigns. I I am enjoying the push that they're giving him, but I don't think they're going to push him to the very, very top. I don't, I cannot come up with a way for him to say make Roman Reigns say I quit. Like I said, I don't see WWE coming up with any kind of creative way to make that really stick and make any sorts of sense. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Roman Reigns retains the title. Jey Uso says I quit. If they pulled off a Jey Uso victory over Roman Reigns, that would probably be one. Of, that would probably be the greatest upset in WWE history for one of their major titles. I'm trying to think off the top of my head what would be a bigger upset. I can't think of anything. But if you can think of anything, feel free to tweet me at, at King David Lane on Twitter and come up with a. Uh, Bigger upset for it in the major title, either WWE title, or the World Heavyweight title, or whatever has been a, the top title for WWE. Because, you know, in post w, post WCW purchase, that's what I'm referring to when they have sort of two major titles up the top, or just the WWE, WWF, WWWF title back before that uh, time frame. So, definitely, I see Roman Reigns uh, pull off his victory. And sadly, I don't really have much else to discuss with Hell in Cell because it's Monday and Raw has not aired and SmackDown has not aired. So uh, I think that's about it for this week. Unfortunately, I don't have any co-hosts, so I'm not going to sit here rambling at you guys for too long. But uh, hopefully next week I will be joined by a co-host. Uh, remember... Uh, COVID, coronavirus is still serious business, so still, please do take some precautions. Uh, preferably wear your mask. If you, Even if you hate wearing masks and you refuse to wear masks, at least at minimum, try to limit your contact with other people. If you do have to go out in public, socially distance, but please wear a mask, like I said, if you can. Uh, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, this is not a joke, so uh, there are people getting sick out there, so... Please uh, take care of that. Uh, Anyway, you've been listening to VOC Wrestling Nation. You've been listening to VOCNation.com's Wrestling With Problems show. Sorry about that. I got interrupted by a call. I literally never get phone calls. My day job actually calls me during the show, which I don't think has ever happened. So I apologize for that. Anyway, you've been listening to Wrestling With Problems. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week.
1: Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
2: Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party.
0: New episodes air on VOC Nation,
1: Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Courtney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calchico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey Podcast on VOC Nation.
2: Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian, Knobs, i yeah, you get getting ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
1: I came looking for booty. I like you and I want you. Now we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The charge is yours. Well,
2: I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way.